I want you to do me a favor. Yeah, sure. I want you to hit me as hard as you can. What? Let it out. I want you to hit me. Trust me. Come on. Come on. Stop trying to hit me and hit me. Hit me, baby, one more time. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to Hit Me One More Time, the Nostalgia Reflection Podcast, where we look at the things that we loved when we were younger and ask the question, is this good? I'm David Luzader, and with me, of course, as always, except for the times that Phil Rude is here, it's Nick Shermooksness. Nick, hello. Ah, hey, how's it going? Oh, why, why did I yell? Yeah, I, I why, don't why know. Why did I yell? <laughs> frightening. <laughs> Uh, I, our I I've said this before, wait. right? But like every every time, like I don't think of how I should introduce myself. Leading, like you know, I know what the topic's been like in advance, like or what the topic's going to be in advance. Like I feel like I have time to figure out material to sort of have like a really meaningful entrance, and then usually it just ends with me sort of like making gurgling sounds or something. <laughs> Yeah, you so. you have you usually have a full week to think about it, and then uh, the moment comes upon you, and you panic, and uh, just make whatever noise uh, comes out first. But but uh, I don't think you asked, but I'll just tell you, David, I am doing well. Um, for starters, I'm alive and breathing, and uh, that's always a first step. Yeah, 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 yeah. How about you? Oh, you know, dead and not breathing. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Here, no, I but mean, here. you've you've. You're, you honestly really excel with the whole dead inside thing. But uh, speaking of being dead inside, just kidding. Uh, how was your first week of being a teacher? Oh, you know, it's been it's been good at the program right now at the stage in the program. I'm still largely kind of observing um, sort of in, in an assisting role. Um, but that'll mm -hmm. be shifting over the next few weeks. But it's uh, it's been interesting being in a classroom uh, the first time I went to the middle school, because uh, I'm out of middle school, uh, I've given away too much information already. Um, I realized the first time I set foot in there, that was the first time in like 20 years that I had been in a middle school. And that was just like a weird thing to think. I, I hadn't thought about it in that kind of term in like a while. You know, like I'm in my 30s and in your 20s, you kind of go through that whole thing of like, oh man, it's been 10 years since this happened. It's been like 15 years since this, blah, 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 blah. And like now in my thirties, I'm like, yep, nope, life's behind me. Great. Uh, so now to have that be like a more tangible and be around these kids that I'm, I'm three years, uh, three times their age. Right. And it's just like, right. that's, that's where it's really started feeling weird in a whole different way. It's, 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 it's kind of gross. Just, just thinking back on it. And, and I like, I don't try to like, oh, I'm going to, you know, relate to these kids and I'm not out there watching TikTok and pretending all that stuff. But like, I'll see like, oh, like it's got an Apex Legends backpack and I'll like say something to him. And I'm like, I really hope this conversation doesn't go further because I don't know Apex Legends at all. I just know that it exists. They just take the backpack and like throw it to the ground and like now it's lame. Like an adult noticed it. Yeah, I did. I notice, don't know. I have no idea what middle schoolers do. I I, I did notice, and uh, one kid had a Ben Ten mask. I'm like, I know Ben Ten, uh, and so like I I asked him if he liked Ben Ten, mm -hmm. and apparently he was just a mask that he had, uh, because it's still when we're recording this, it's still uh, during during the COVID times, and there's a mask mandated right. school, and uh, yeah, he this kid did not know. Uh, who or what Ben 10 was I'm like, well, okay. Ended up with a Ben 10. Mask. I have seen, oh. I've seen two kids though with Rugrats t-shirts. That's weird in me out a bit. It's kind of come back a couple of times, you know, it, but, it's, it's come back. Like, but like, it's like the old school, right? I don't know. Is that a thing? Kids are still watching. I guess they probably Rob are of the age that like their parents maybe were like, oh yeah, I remember Rugrats from when I was a kid. Here you go. Yeah. I mean, Dave, the way they remember is that it's very possible for people our age to have kids in middle school right uh -huh. now. Oh, yeah. No, I know. One of the so. kids told me that uh, when he found out my age, he was like, yeah, my dad's that age. I'm like, okay, get out. Get out of my classroom. <laughs> How dare you? So what you need to do is ask these kids what they're nostalgic about, of course, to, to keep it in line with our, our podcast. You need to do some fact finding information on them. Yeah, I won't. I won't say the the age or grade of kids that I'm around, uh, but I will say the way that th they would not be able to hold attention long enough to have a full on conversation. 
for this podcast. But, you know, who can hold their attention long enough to have a conversation for this podcast? It is our guest who has been so patiently waiting uh, while Nick and I talk about all this crap. And that is our returning guest. We're so excited to have him. It is Kyle Erickson. Kyle, welcome back to the show. Hello, well, Matt. It's good to see you guys again. I'll hear you guys again in this case. But yeah, hey, you know, it's, uh, thank it's, you for having me again. Oh, it's great to have you back. Uh, Kyle, do you have any children that are in middle school? Uh, I have not found myself so fortunate. Uh, no, no, I, uh, I, uh, I, I live a life of, of more solitude, I suppose. Mm, gotcha. <laughs> and we all know that Nick is childless and alone. So, oh, as we do. Yes. Yeah. No, wait, no, I just got married. I'm not completely <laughs> alone. I think you just agreed. <laughs> you're like, yeah. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> like, your wife nah, in the other room is going to come in here and beat you. <laughs> uh, no, please stop. No, we have a very healthy, healthy relationship. Well, that's very, that's good. Very healthy. Hey, Kyle. Hey. Hello, well met. Oh, man. I love these moments where it's like, <laughs> oh, well, we made things awkward. Let's try to hard steer out of that. Mm. And we're going to do 90 per- that. 90% of my conversations. Yeah. Oh, the, of course. Uh, of course. And we're going to steer out of this by introducing this week's topic brought to us by the wonderful Kyle Erickson. And that is Dark Cloud. Dark this. Cloud. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, indeed. it is about uh, what if Cloud from Final Fantasy VII, no, you know, dyed his hair, <laughs> yeah, got, if he was got more emo <laughs> hey, hey. somehow. Uh, no, Dark Cloud. <laughs> it was like he's like Dark Link. It's just like Cloud's mirror self, but like, it's darker mirror self. But it is like it's literally it's just Cloud like dyeing his hair and wearing like really heavy eyeliner, being like basically Zach. Clouds, uh, I'm, I'm, dark cloud is Zach, who's actually but, a much more jovial. Yeah, I was gonna say Zach was like the, healthy, mentally so, healthier person. Yeah, I'm so glad you you all did the research. I'm glad, you know. Yeah, I can well, tell. I can tell. Oh yeah, what, but what, yeah, what? It's, it's gonna be revealed. Nick and I actually did nothing with this week's topic, and we're just like avoiding talking about yeah, it for yeah. as long. I as just we can. googled the word "dark cloud" and then and just scrolled through Google <laughs> Images for like several pages until you uh, saw something you recognize, and you're like, "There honestly, it is." Honestly, now, now while while we're doing that, I am gonna Google it's, "dark cloud." I mean, it's gonna go be a bunch of storm clouds. I don't know what else it could be. We have not Honestly, even introduced the topic, right and we now, are so it is, far. It is, it is all dark clouds. Speaking of dark cloud, the topic yeah, that we're talking about. We are about. so far off of the topic. Oh, 100% right? you are. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Dark cloud. This early 2000s RPG video game follows Tone, or Pikachu, as I named him, a young boy tasked with saving and rebuilding the world at the nefarious actions of Colonel Flag Gilgister and the dark genie he releases. It's... You know, part RPG, part world builder, part uh, uh, thirst simulator. I don't know. But anyway, it's a lot of things that we'll, we'll talk about. Before we get to that, though, we have to get to our personal histories with the topic. Kyle, you brought it here. And I, I forgot to do this up top. For people who don't know Kyle, Kyle is an, an illustrator, an artist, wonderful, great art. People should uh, check his work out. We'll tell you where to find it out where to find it all at the end of the episode. But for right now, Kyle, tell us about your history with Dark Cloud. Ah, well, um, I I suppose I, I, I was, uh, it was my first, it was actually my first video game I bought with my own cash. Mm. Uh, you know, I, uh, I, I got a job at uh, GameStop when I was 13 years old. And I remember, uh, so I, I used to go to there, I used to go to the GameStop at my local little block where we hung out. And uh, eventually, the guy that ran the area, he, he hired me. Uh, my first paycheck, I was like, "All right, what what used game I could I get?" Uh, and I picked this up because I remembered there was a an, a magazine article that said Zelda uh, Zelda Killer. Uh, oh. it, 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 it was such an intimidating image of like this this smug looking guy who is just like showing off his amazing glove and I, I i remembered just having enough cash to get that and, you know after all said things things were said and done and 
just getting enamored with it. It was just a it was a fantastic little beat 'em up type of slashing game, and I mean I've I've come back to it every every so often, just every two or three years, just it just kind of beckons back to me. Uh, it, it, it's a it, it's a it's a it's a charming little game for sure. Mm. I, I googled the the magazine cover. It was the uh, PSM though at the time the PlayStation Two magazine. Also, a hundred percent independent. I'm sure. Um, it is a really intimidating cover, which honestly expresses way more emotion <laughs> in the co- uh, t- tone. Expresses more emotion in this cover than uh, at least he has in the, the game that uh, the amount of game that I played uh, so far. Other than the the dumbfounded look. Yeah, I was gonna say you know, he has he has two emotions. He has neutral, uh, nothing faces me, and then surprised. Yeah. Nick, what about you and Dark Cloud? Honestly, now that I'm scrolling through these like PSM magazine covers, like we should have a, a nostalgic episode just on reviewing old magazine covers. Anyway, um, Dark Cloud. Honestly, I think so. I didn't work for GameStop. Also, I, 13 seems really young, Kyle. Are you sure that you weren't uh, participating in child illegal child labor? Yeah, no, so. no, so this this is very interesting. So I remembered I would go there every time, like every time after school, I would go there and they had a demo station, and I would go over and play the demo. And I remember the guy who was running the store, his name was Johnny Walker, <laughs> which what a fantastic name that gentleman had. And I remember he saw me and he he was like, "You are here every day." Like ad, ad nauseum at three o'clock you're here, and I remember he said, "You can get a permit at your your school to to work here." And I remember I was like, "All right." Uh, so so I remember he he was the one who pushed me. I wouldn't have done it otherwise. I my my father couldn't have told me to do it. I, I remember I went over. I got this little orange piece of paper that said that I could work, and I remember getting that official piece of paper and then submitting it in. And he got, he hired me immediately after. And yeah, yeah, it was just, I, I definitely would not have done that job uh, unless Johnny Walker uh, told me to do it. Johnny well, Walker. Thank, thank God for Johnny Walker. And that's the <laughs> clip they're going to play when I'm canceled. <laughs> uh, well, uh, we don't all have Johnny Walkers in our life. So no, no uh, strange adult male showed up and uh, offered me a job. Um, but why did I make it uncomfortable? Anyway, <laughs> um, um, so I'm I'm pretty. I, I remember my brother and I being an avid collector of video game magazines, and by collector I mean we just were getting whatever video game magazine was were popular at the time, like PSM or Electronic Gaming Monthly was big for a while. Um, God, Electronic Gaming Monthly. Uh, I'm trying to think of which other ones are there. Not necessarily they're important to the the conversation, but just. I mean, usually, like, the, they would try to make, like, their covers more dynamic. Um, especially, I think, on... P- I don't know if Electronic Game Monthly did it, but PSM, I think, almost always had original art done for the covers, which is which I thought was really cool. And I think Game Informer took that on a bit um, as well. I don't, okay, I don't know why I keep getting off track. Long story short, maybe it's because I don't really have a history with Dark Cloud. Uh, I knew it existed. It's probably been in my PlayStation wish list forever. Um, like uh, maybe it was the PSM cover. Maybe it was some articles I had read. Maybe it was my brother had, maybe my brother played it and had mentioned something like for a reason, like it was there. It was in my peripherals. I knew it existed, but never pulled the trigger on it until now. David, what about you? So me and Dark Cloud. Uh, we go way, way back. I'm, I'm going to go a little bit further back um, from Dark Cloud to kind of set the stage a little bit because I remember being in seventh or eighth grade when uh, the PlayStation 2 was coming out. And I, I could not have been more excited for a thing. Like, this was huge. I remember, like, right. uh, I think I did, like, a, I wrote a report about it based on like the pro like the the news that was coming out of it. I remember, I distinctly remember a news article because this was you know back then there wasn't like leak images you couldn't go online and see it, and they wouldn't like announce it and show it until it was very close to release. 
And I remember right. reading a description of it as like Darth Vader's toaster. Those three words are yeah. just seared into my brain as to a description of the PlayStation 2. And one thing that for some reason really caught me, really got me excited, was this idea of uh, spoken dialogue in a game. They were making a big deal out of this was going to be a thing that could happen in video games. And that's going to be relevant why I'm mentioning that here in a minute. Uh, because this game does not have spoken dialogue, no. for those who don't know. Um, <laughs> so then uh, got a PlayStation 2, loved it, obviously great system. Got Dark Cloud around when it came out. Um, it really appealed to me, you know, the whole tone and style of it. <laughs> tone. Um, tone. It, it <laughs> just seemed very exciting to me. Uh, and I played it for a bit. And I didn't get too incredibly far. I understand why now, because there's a lot of complexity and depth to this game that would have been very easy to get lost in as a child. But I remember one of my biggest disappointments was this like big RPG that I was so excited about not having spoken dialogue in it. And that was like something that that's still, when I'm thinking about this game, is a strong memory for me. It's like, oh, the, the characters don't talk. Um, and I understand why now, because it came out pretty early on in the PlayStation 2's lifespan um, from level five, which is, they've never been a huge studio, so they probably just didn't have the resources to do it. Where, you know, you have also then Square coming out with Final Fantasy X, which is this big RPG that does have um, spoken dialogue, but they're you know a AAA studio, so it's it's a totally totally different uh, ball game between the two. I don't know how far I got in the first time. Um, not incredibly far, I don't think. I did pick it up years later. I don't remember exactly when. I just have memory of playing it again and getting a bit further in it uh, that time around. Um, but I have never beat it. Uh, I still have not before this this has come out. Um, so it's a game that, uh, well, we'll see. We'll see if it's a game that I feel now, having played a little bit of it, do I feel like I want to go back and, and play more? Is it going to be worth my time? I don't know. We're going to figure that all out. Before we get to our discussion, though, Nick, can you tell us the world's history with Dark Cloud? Yes, I can. Uh, Dark Cloud was originally intended as a launch title uh, for the Sony PlayStation 2, sort of as we described. Uh, it was the first game from developer Level 5, whom you might also know as developer uh, for the Nino Kuni games. Um, however, instead of releasing in March of 2000, it released in Japan um, in December of 2000, then the U.S. later won. When PlayStation 2 was announced in 1999, an early demo of Dark Cloud was used to showcase the power of the system. The game's music, which slaps, uh, was composed, arranged, and produced by Tomohito Nishiura. Interestingly, the English-language version of the game included new features such as uh, new weapons, monsters, extra duels, uh, and a post-game dungeon. Overall, the game received generally favorable reviews. It was compared as the child of The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, Vagrant Story, and Act Razor. Uh, however, it sold quite poorly initially, but after releasing internationally, it ended up selling over 800,000 copies. And I didn't put it in here, but I think to date, it has now sold over a million copies Yay. worldwide. Good for it. Um, yeah. yeah, buddy, you, you did it, you <laughs> guy, you little, you little guy. Uh, the game did receive a spiritual successor called Dark Chronicle, though it was called Dark Cloud 2 in the West. It was considered an overall improvement of the first game, though, it's, uh, though it features new characters and plot. A third game was considered in development but never materialized. Level 5 released a game called Rogue Galaxy, which many considered a revised version of what would have been Dark Cloud 3 due to a couple of image files found in the game reference, uh, in the game reference DC3 hyphen project. And that's about where it comes and goes, other than being emulated on the PS4, mm -hmm. uh, along with Dark Cloud 2 slash Dark Chronicle. Um, there's basically been no movement on the front, other than Rogue Galaxy, I guess there really hasn't been anything since. Yeah, yeah, which is a little un unfortunate. I think uh, this game, and I'm, I'm curious in Rogue Galaxy, because it sounds like an interesting, interesting game. Mm -hmm. And I think... Um, 
Nino Kuni or uh, level five through Nino Kuni has shown that they are capable of making some very interesting in-depth RPGs. Uh, not in uh, what? Was, oh, what was that game? Was it the White Knight? White Knight Chronicles. I, yeah, why I bought White Knight Chronicles and returned it within a week. I was like, yeah, that was awful. That was an awful one. Excuse me, this game sucks. Um, no more, please. <laughs> wow. White Knight uh, Chronicles. Uh, interesting enough, by the way, I just I, just, uh, I was remembering Dark Chronicles or Dark Cloud Two. The main character. Uh, what always got me was it was the voice of uh, Robin from Teen Titans. Oh. Was the main character. Oh really? Oh yeah, I re- I remember getting playing it, and they finally put voices in it. Which uh, you were mentioning that you you were hey. looking for that voice. Like I remember, like oh man, I know that voice from somewhere, and I, I was like, oh, it's Robin. What what is he doing here? Oh, it was fantastic. Well, yeah. the guy, the actor needed work. <laughs> of course he did, and it, I think I think he played a role. If I could be wrong, but I think he also went into Rogue Galaxy as well. Mm-hmm. So like he jumped right into that as too. Yeah. So well, we're saying is like all things, there's a connection to Batman somehow. Of course. <laughs> I mean, at the rate that they're making Batman products, yes. Uh, I yeah. when I told my girlfriend we were doing Dark Cloud, she got like so excited. She was like, "Oh, Dark Cloud!" And then looked it up and realized she had played Dark Cloud too. Oh no, Dark Cloud. Um, so she she watched me play this one a little bit. She has several times been like, "Can we? Can we also get Dark Cloud too? Can we? Can we play Dark Cloud too?" With without too much of a spoiler, like I feel like the story uh, was fantastic in Dark Cloud Two or Dark Chronicle, but I feel the gameplay and town building was wonderful in Dark Cloud One. I think they kind of lost it in the sequel, but yeah. Yeah, so let's talk a bit about, uh, I mean, this this game. Um, obviously, that's what we're here to do. Uh, I don't know what else we'd be talking about aside from, aside from Dark Cloud, this great original IP property we've created. <laughs> that, uh, go on fanfiction.net later and find all my Dark Cloud stories. Uh, that's the website, right? <laughs> I Probably. I love the way that this, because in my head, this game, I was like, well, I, I played it when I was like 13. So, you know, must have been kind of like a, a kid game. And not to say that it's like a super mature adult, but there's some like mature stuff in this. Like there's blood at one point. Um, I was very surprised by um, the, amount, oh, yeah. the amount of character animation is actually pretty surprising to me as well. Um, but the movie, the movie, the opening movie <laughs> of the game uh, opens up on a very scantily clad woman uh, leading a group in a dance. And oh, oh dance. most certainly. Because if you're a dancer in a video game, you have to be scantily clad. Well, well, I mean, later on in the game, you, you one of the playable characters, her name is Ruby. She's a genie. And uh, I think one of the first things she, she does when you interact with her, she assumes that you, you rubbed the lamp to summon her uh, because you wanted to to have romantic relationships with her. Oh. Oh, oh. yeah. It's 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 a uh, it's a bit of a I, I they play they play it very tongue in cheek, but it's uh, when you when you first meet her, she's like, "Oh, what is your wish?" I I, I think I already know what your wish is, and assuming, uh, you know, carnal. Uh, oh. Oh. Hi, 15-year-old boy rubbing this lamp. Uh, I assume that you want to have sex with me. I mean, it's, 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 it's uh, you know, it's certainly hitting a demographic that is... Uh, Adolescent teenage right. boys that want to have sex with the genie from Aladdin, except uh, gen- gender-bent. <laughs> Wait, what? Some... <laughs> I don't even want to touch that. I wasn't talking about personal appearance. I'm just saying that I'm, I'm assuming Nick, there's at least Nick, one... This is a safe space. Nick. You can talk to us. Uh, uh, no, guys, I'm, I'm fine. Uh, I'm, I'm really uh, fine. I, 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 w- I will say her her character, part of the group, is uh, she has elemental damage. I don't know mm-hmm. if uh, uh, we will probably maybe go into this a little bit later on, but um, elemental damage is very useful in this game. And she, I, I, I it, the main character whose name is Tone. Um, uh, excuse me, their very, name is Pikachu. Yeah, it would Pikachu. Why, why don't we call him that? As his name is. Yeah. Um, he is very powerful because you level him up and you give him all the things he needs. But when you finally meet this character, her name is Ruby, uh, which you could name at this point. I don't know. I, I guess you could call her. Uh, you know what we should call her based on what I'm looking at here? 
Shantae. Uh, Shantae. We should name her Shantae. Shantae, fantastic, by the way. Oh, one, what a wonderful one. Uh, so, so, uh, so, so, so this wonderful character, which which we'll now call Shantae, um, she, because of her elemental damage, she will do so much damage in the game. You will, you will, if you play this game as as you are exploring it, you will either play Tone or Ruby or Shantae in this case, because Tone, Tone is just so at this point, and when you meet her, so upgraded with all of his attacks that he will destroy anything in the game. And Ruby uh, or Shantae, she, she will cast spells from a, uh, from from afar. Because so her spells, she can cast them from like you know a football field away. Oh, so you 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 will see a creature, and you'll be like, oh, that thing will hit me hit me once and kill me. She so can stand on the opposite that. side of the screen and cast a fireball and make that thing disappear. Beautiful. And you will do that. Beautiful. And so, so yeah, you you will at the end of this game be playing either him or her. Uh, it's a his or hers experience. Um, to start, Absolutely. To start getting into kind of like the little bit of the nitty gritty, um, mm. you did talk about like the because you can switch off and there's like the ally system which they introduce. Um, yes. And I never got so far as to get Ruby as far as my my memory um, is concerned. But it definitely seems like most of the allies you get who do have like attacks you can use in dungeons, but they're like they kind of have their gimmick, right? They are, oh, you need to hop this gap. So let's let's turn on over to Cat Lady um, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And oh, like, yeah. you can use them. It's like, but why? Why would you like? Let's be honest. Um, you're just going to use Sword Boy because it's a it's a Japanese RPG, yep. or Magic Lady. So they they in the game they're going to force you to play every character mm-hmm. because when you go into a we spend a, a lot of time on these. Oh yeah, exactly. So so there's a dungeon with a curse, and the curse is you must play this character. Um. And if if it was up to you, you would play Sword Boy and and wizard girl but there is there is guy with hammer there is a cat with slingshot and there is guy with tornado stick sure and 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 if you want to you could play 12 hours of the game to make them viable you will not um but the game will curse you and say you cannot change your character in this floor and the problem is you you will you'll be going through the dungeons, you'll be leveling up your character, and your 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 sword boy is going tone is going to be level eighty-eight. But mm-hmm. because you've never played Hammer Guy level five, oh. you're gonna go into a dungeon where a, a a small goblin will sneeze on you and you'll explode. <laughs> and and it is awful. It is an awful experience. And uh, I, I appreciate them reminding me that these characters are important, but there's no there's no other reason to play them besides the curses that they give you in the game. Right. Right. And then you're kind of forced into grinding, like grind, basically go probably reliving old experiences that you've already done just to make them viable enough to get through their cursed sections. Yep. Yep. Which yep. isn't maybe the best gameplay approach you know i I think ryan it's interesting too in the world of video games it's still prevalent today right in which developers like artificially pad an experience in order to extend the play time like i mean you want to make it enjoyable right but like at a certain point like once someone drops the money right the game's out of their hands so like why if i have to and it's not to say that i haven't always enjoyed grinding and if the gameplay loop overall is enjoyable then your mileage may vary as far as how frequently or or how much you enjoy the grinding process mm. but it also feels it feels like an unnecessary thing to bake in well you know especially or, or no david oh, interject no 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 uh, finish because i because I, I keep going because i think I, I see their thought process as to why it happened uh, but i want you to finish your your thoughts yeah, I, I mean, I don't know how much it ties into the, to their overall, the, their initial philosophy. Now, I was just thinking of like other old school RPGs like, you know, the Final Fantasies, you know, where especially when it was random encounters. So in reality, it probably takes you half a second to walk from like Midgar to Calm or whatever, right? But you got to get through a certain number of battles. 
you know, to get there and it's random exactly when they appear and that ultimately pads the experience out. And obviously if you, again, if you enjoy the gameplay process, then all the power to you, but it is still something that either because of the limitations of the, I mean, not so much nowadays. Right. But, uh, I just interesting in terms of design. I I don't, I think I'm kind of losing myself here, but just in terms of design, when like you've, if you don't make those characters, vi- if you only make those characters viable because of these curse sections, then in my mind, like it, you're not doing it right. So but David, I, go ahead. Yeah, no, I think they back themselves into a corner um, because, mm. as you said, you know, old school RPGs before this, it was oh, we're going to go into turn-based battles, we're going to like go into a different environment where you have several people. But this is the PlayStation Two. You don't have to. Ha- you can have it where this person is walking around and they're slashing their sword and you can do it in real time uh, and, and have like combat be a little bit more dynamic, even though slashing the sword is very repetitive and, and that's kind of all you're doing for the whole game, but uh, neither here nor there. But, you know, they still, it's still this transition period. It's still a bit awkward. So it's like, well, what do you have in RPGs? You have multiple characters, you have a party, but they didn't design this in a way, and it wouldn't really be until, and maybe there's another game, but Kingdom Hearts, as far as I know, that kind of like cracked the code of, well, here's how you can still have a party by making Donald Duck uh, useless. Uh, <laughs> yep. Here's how you can still have like a party, but still have real-time um, combat action RPG. And and mm-hmm. so there in between these two places and they're like, well, we're going to like put these cast of characters in, but probably as they were going along, they're like, why would you ever not just play sword boy later magic girl? It's like, well, okay, we, we spent time on these characters. Like let's, let's work them into the game. It's either like, let's get oh. rid of them or find a way to like work them in. And unfortunately they went to uh, work them in. So, so this is really interesting because so dark cloud, two or dark chronicle um they ended up with two characters you could play as you could play sword boy or magic girl they decided to remove all the other characters they they were they were they realized what happened Mm. what but but really interestingly when we go back to dark cloud one the original game so what we have as a mechanic we have many things going on here we have a thirst meter which is this 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 Mm. ongoing this, as you play in a dungeon, you have a little bar of a, a water drop that will slowly go down. And if it ever hits zero, you instead of you, you'll lose hit points. Yeah. You, so it's like poison, but ingrained in the character. So they <sighs> they they will scatter around the dungeons at little fountains to drink. But you can gain these things called gourds. Which will give you permanent inc- increasement of of water. The problem is, you can give Sword Boy or Hammer Guy or Magic Girl a gourd, and it will permanently increase their water no. bar and only their water bar. No, Ooh. the thirst and system it, is the it worst. Is a preci- it's a precious resource. Yeah, and you can. And so, if if Sword Guy has ten water and Hammer Guy has two water. It doesn't take much of a mathematician to say I'm going to play Sword Guy who doesn't die of dehydration. Yeah, which I, Super I, quickly, I, yeah. I, 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 I think is is a I, I love the idea. It's this kind of like uh, move forward in the dungeon, and they and they and they have thirst in the in Dark Chronicle or Dark Cloud Two, but in, it's not as as debilitating as it is. In, in the previous game. No, it's pointless. But, I hate the thirst system. I hate it. Oh, Why? it yeah. it, it, it gets better. I, and I, 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 they give you more gourds, but it, it never becomes good enough that you you can deal with it. But the problem is, you also have weapon durability. Mm-hmm. And your weapons, you do not level in Dark Cloud. Your weapons are your levels. And if your weapon ever breaks, it permanently is destroyed. Mm-hmm. So if you have a golden sword of god killing and you happen to hit the the stone statue and it breaks you lose everything but i actually i liked the weapon system quite a bit because you can customize and after you get to a certain point uh you can 
turn them into these like crystals that you then go put on other weapons and some of the attributes will carry over. And it's a really like in-depth, really interesting system that I imagine 13-year-old David had no idea what to do with. Um, Uh And that probably is why I ended up like backing off the game. Uh, But playing it now... There's a couple of times where like I'm walking, I'm hitting a statue because statues are made of stone. So hitting them with a with a uh, sharp yes. instrument is gonna weaken them faster. And I'm like starting to panic because I I hit it and I realize like oh no I'm under ten. I don't remember whatever the, the like the breakability point is. Like I'm getting close and like I'm starting to panic and it creates this like interesting like fun dynamic way to approach the game. Um, that I didn't I didn't need the thirst meter for. But uh, I think the weapons yeah. like were are in the but then there's also like weapons you can get for the other characters and why would I ever why would I ever bother? Why would I ever put the like oh it's stronger against beasts? Why would I ever do that for a side character? It's like no, I need that on my main guy weapon. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I, but I think like the 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 water the thirst meter thing also speaks to why having this this the part the quote unquote party system of the game also wasn't well implemented because you know especially because it seems like you only get new characters periodically so like if you've already invested in tone um you know a lot like why i think maybe you'd already said this right like why would i invest gourds into into other characters if tone's already the one going around freaking you know, killing everything in a couple of hits. Why, if I'm already not leveling these characters, unless I'm forced to, why would I want to use these resources on it? So the game doesn't do a lot to sort of endear these other characters. You also, I mean, so the only character that I can truly speak, the only party member I can truly speak of is uh Shao, I think is how it's pronounced, yeah. which is, and I got this far, but basically there's a cat running around the, the, the dungeon, the starting dungeon and then there's a the tone has an altercation with uh, the silver-haired guy whose name i can't remember um and he rescues the cat and then then brings brings the cat back to the the village uh and uh, i think the silver-haired guy ends up giving him or someone gives him a potion yeah he gives him yeah the silver-haired guy is like use this on the cat yeah yeah and you'll you'll know what it means okay so i i think i maybe missed i gave him the potion but i don't know if i realized that there was more to it like because the impression i got was that this was just the random cat and that he used the potion on a cat that was never a human before but now turned the animal into a human and then you know and then of course it turned into this weird cat like calling a master or something like that and like fawning over him and it's a little um, creepy she's like rubbing up on his leg and the mom's like oh you made a new friend Right, like mom, this I went upstairs by myself and came down with a girl with cat ears and a tail or whatever. Yeah, you're like, not you're not like a little bit confused. Question this, mom. You were stuck in a bubble, you know. I I, I went into a cave. Like you're not even that worried about me. Oh, no one's that worried. Everyone's no. like, hey, can you put my barbell outside? Gee, thanks. Everyone's like, super cool about the fact that like because I popped out of the dungeon and you're you're you get things at a slow rate. So I'm just like, well, I'm just going to put a bunch of trees right over here, and I'll just build the river over here. There'll be a lake here. I'll just put all the houses over here. And everyone's walking around like, yep, this is how the village was. This is exactly. Or, or not even how much it was, but it's like, oh, you know, I would really, you know, that you ask them, like, how how do you want your your home rebuilt? And it's like, well, I prefer to be, like, over here. So the sun's in the window or whatever. And yeah. it's like, you know, probably like Jenny, you know, Jenny's house was there. But now your mom or whatever is like, I want freaking Jenny spot. Like, put me, put me, put me there, you know? So the whole, everyone's going to come back and be like, it's going to be chaos. Like, what, what the heck? Like, I own this property. I pay property tax on this, on this spot. And you literally moved me into the ass crack of, of the, of the town hey, valley or whatever it is. boy, use your godlike powers to rearrange <laughs> our village on a whim. It's. It's literally it's like gerrymandering yeah. in a video game. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, okay. oh Re- God. redraw the district. <laughs> he's just he's literally he's, he's just a, a political uh, monster redrawing oh, districts of the world. If there was a political element that was like that, there's somebody running against the mayor, and you can like rearrange the town <laughs> to make it so the mayor loses. <laughs> God. 
That's in, that that was supposed to be in Dark Cloud Three. Is yeah. the whole tone running for president <laughs> or something? Oh God! Which I mean, he's already a fifteen-year-old god. You know, uh, if God was primarily concerned with uh, the housing market, and he had he had um, two expressions: here I am, <laughs> and oh. <laughs> the, the dumbfounded face gets me every time, especially because someone was saying earlier how like the game put a lot into facial animations or something, but <laughs> they didn't invest anything in the tone. Well, I just mean like the character, like there's a surprising number of character animations, like when tone gets knocked back and there's like blood on his chin. And it's like, that's right. like, someone had to like put effort into that. That's impressive. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Never forget that in, at any video game company, there is someone who specializes in sculpting video game buffs. There's the butts in this game, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Uh, They're unabashed. Uh, A lot of the camera angles, I think, are purposely shown. So so you will unlock characters in this game. You will go through dungeons to save the world. I I don't think we've explained this yet, by the way. Have we explained that the world is destroyed? No. Yeah. Go ahead and give us the the quick overview. So, So the idea here, guys, is a dark genie is summoned by a nefarious individual and the nefarious individual requests like a i want to control the world and the genie goes nah i'm going to destroy the world and the guy's like well that's not my wish too bad so he destroys the world the genie Uh, gets to do whatever he wants and so so by the the wonderful deeds of a fairy king the fairy king protects every aspect of the world by protecting them in little orbs called atlas and these atlas have to be opened by our wonderful heroes. At, at the beginning, it's it's Tone or Pikachu in this in this case. Um, yeah. But but so so we are, we are opening these things and uh, and um, so 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 we have to figure out how to rebuild the world. And uh, and uh, um, I you know I I'm gonna apologize. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> I've it's lost a, my train of thought. Oh no! Yeah, I mean, you did it. You, 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 you summed it up. Yeah, I, yeah it's a dark uh, genie. World is who... trapped in bubbles. Find bubbles. Put them back. Rearrange them. Yeah, there's yeah. the the fairy king who shows up every like you know half an hour and be like, and here's another thing you can do. Well, bye. And I understand yeah, right? from like a game standpoint of like it's really helpful uh, that they you know they like they parse this out but it's also yeah. like this guy's just this guy comes to this this young boy oh. and is like uh oh, you're the hero that's gonna save us all good luck with that and <laughs> pieces out and, yeah oh 100 and, and uh after the first dungeon i don't think you really see the fairy king anymore <laughs> uh you he did he he plays a role as a tutorial character and uh for the for the rest of the game he just disappears. You you know the game. You know what to do. Yeah. Um, You'll figure. But yeah, it out. the world gets obliterated. This guy has the power to encase, yeah, basically everything into into boxes. Like he basically pokeballed the world. Yeah, hundred percent. And then and but he and but he entrusts the fate of everything to a fifteen year old boy who doesn't even speak. If there's anything wrong with not speaking, just saying. Um, and gives him a gives him a dagger. Right, like yeah. Oh, yeah. again, can some can 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 put encase things in bubbles to protect them? Can apparently whisk you in and out of dungeons. Did materialize a knife, but basically said, "I'm just gonna give you the lousiest crap I have on hand." Like he was rummaging through his glove box in his car and was like, "Oh, oh, here, here, this is this. You'll be fine." And by the way, in, later in the game, there are characters with machine guns flamethrowers and grenade launchers so you know this 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 guy who's who gave you this ability to save the world could have done that could right. have given given give a machine gun he didn't you, you you have a dagger yeah it's like ah uh, kid here's a knife good luck <laughs> don't it really don't, it really does feel it, like probably. that like there is, I mean, every video game has this, right? Like Uncharted, you know, like I don't think Nathan Drake is supposed to be the world's greatest mass murderer, but at the same time, he is <laughs> because you spend all of the time mowing down hordes of enemies. Um, so there's this dissonance between like your actions and sometimes games try to address it. Other times they just don't. It just is what it is. And this is something where like 
you're setting up this fantastical world and this dark genie and that this powerful fairy king wizard guy that's supposed to be do all of these amazing feats but they really wanted to have like a young you know your typical silent young protagonist and all of that but like the there really isn't a strong reason for why this kid is it other than I guess he was the last person standing or yeah, something. Yeah. Him and the mayor. He, he didn't even go to the adult. There's a, an adult that he could have asked. And he was like, nah, I'm going to go with the kid. Well, so this is really interesting point super early in the game. I'd say halfway through the first dungeon you go through, where you go through this like quick time event and you meet this white haired individual who's, who pretty much says like, hey, things aren't what they seem. You you don't know the things you're in, and then he runs away, and you never see him until the end of the game. Really, it it, it, it is it is strange as hell. And so, I, I I remember when I first played this game, I was like, oh man, he looks really cool. I I wish I I wish I could know more about him. But I found out later on, in fact, especially when talking with you guys and bringing this back up. I found out that it was developed and he was meant to be a playable character. Oh. And so the reason why, like, he was introduced at the beginning of the dungeon was just to kind of give you a build-up. And the only thing they ever do with him at the end, uh, uh, without too much of a spoiler, he is he becomes the, the, the big threat at the uh, end of the game. Yeah, he does that thing where his eyes turn all red. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, so they're hinting yeah. there's something going on there. That's kind of but, a bummer that like, you don't see him until the end of the game. Then, yeah, hundred percent. Right? And like you, I, but the thing I remember and still remember after beating the game like three or four times, I never really, I never really thought about it. I remember seeing him go, "Oh, he looks really cool. This guy, this guy's got everything. He's got his cool sword. He's he, he says he's badass, and I believe him. And <laughs> you, you." you spend the rest like another eight hours or maybe 12 hours of your gameplay never seeing the guy and then he comes back at the end of the game and goes oh no i'm important and (laughs) and you you have to deal with his problems but like there's no narrative element to make you care about it so So, weird that's so so Uh, they they plotted out the game they plotted out the story oh yeah they had you know him at the beginning and him at the end and then as they were developing everything in the middle, it's like, well, yeah, we don't really, I guess, have room for him here. Don't need him. Uh, oh, who cares? Just like go on. And should we change who the big bad is? Make, no, 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 no. It's, it's fascinating, actually. So this is interesting. So you eventually go to the moon, which is cool. Cool. Awesome. Um, and so instead of developing that character, they didn't, I guess they didn't know what to do with it. So they give you a guy who is very half developed. He's a he's a moon rabbit. His yeah. name is Oz, Oswald, and he has yes. a machine gun. He has a grenade launcher and a flamethrower, and there's nothing that I, I've described his character in full. Uh, I there's not much more to him to go on, and when you if you go into the the information in the game and you go into the hidden artwork. Apparently they had artwork for this character. They had everything ready for that awesome soldier guy you fight at the beginning. And supposedly he was a playable character. And perhaps if we didn't have the machine gun wielding rabbit at the end of the game, Moon we rabbit. might have had we we might have had that that guy. And I don't know. I I, I guess after playing the game a few times, maybe maybe I think I think that guy would have been more apt than mm. machine gun wielding rabbit. There's always, mm-hmm. always at least one, uh, you know, late game addition. Like, well, we mm. need one other guy, so let's get him. But like, obviously, they like the heart just isn't there. Like, I always think of um, Amarant in Final Fantasy IX. Oh yeah, and Amarant's pointless. Amarant is nothing, but he's there. Like, and he's also weirdly super late game addition. Um, the difference is being in like Final Fantasy nine and like twelve, they give you everyone kind of like up front. I think they kind of like learn their lesson there. But even like in uh Chrono Trigger Final Fantasy seven. In Final Fantasy seven, yeah. And but what about what about like Aerith? Aerith had a final move. Yeah. Which you can't really get unless uh, uh, unless 
you do something very specific, but she typically dies before you could ever get her final move. Yeah, that's them trolling with you, you know. Right. Um, that's right. Them, them having some fun there. Um, but yeah, like there's usually that character that's like, oh, okay, and we can do something right here, but then they're like so far in the development cycle and they're, all their energy is so far elsewhere that they really like, and that person is just along for the ride. It's usually like, I, you know, like you go into their village, like we're on a grand adventure. They're like, great. Can I come? Sure. Cool. <laughs> yes. Let's go. Of course. And then winter sets in and they realize they didn't have enough rations for everyone. Yeah. And we're going to, let me yeah. tell you, the one we're going to eat first, it's going to be that rabbit. Oh yeah. Cause that's oh, yeah. the good meat. My girlfriend would hate me if she listens to this episode. She will not like hearing me say that. Uh, About rabbits? Oh, she loves bunnies, man. I mean, bunnies. Bunnies are cool. Yeah, bunnies are cool. So I, I, so I'll explain. So, um, so guys, so, so you start the beginning of the game in a very neutral town. It's a, it's a flat field of grass, and they give you as you go through the dungeons, they give you a house, they give you a, you give you, you give you a market. You give you a windmill, and you build this town up. It's very podunk of town. It's very, mm-hmm. very neutral. But then you go into a jungle, and you, yes, you get I a very jungle one. aesthetic. You mm-hmm. get like a, you get all, all the houses are made out of tree trunks of 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 other structures. You get a, mm-hmm. a house that is run by a, an owl, um, uh, and that, eventually you get to the next place, which used to be a city. And it has like an aqueduct in the center of the town. These vents where waters would go, water would go through, but it's all quadrants. So it's like a, a there's like four quadrants where you can build the town. So it becomes it becomes very important because somebody will say like I don't want to live next to Steve, and then mm-hmm. Steve will say I, I want to live next to the smell of flowers. Mm. And so you have to build you have to build a structure that's next to a flower shop. And you and you have to build this house that's not next to Steve because some guy hates Steve. And if you are achieve that, and you achieve everyone's goals, you get extra rewards. Someone will give you like a weapon that is incredibly strong for the wizard girl, or mm-hmm. or in, in fact, in the beginning of the game, if you build the town perfectly, you get an entirely new move set for for your main character. He becomes like a through. blender. He becomes like he if if you hold your attack button down, he will start spinning around, slashing everything. Mm. So it's important that you try to listen to your town people. Mm-hmm. And in every town you go to, it kind of raises the stakes. Like you understand what what is that uh, what people want because you talk to them and they go like one guy's like I want to lift weights that are that is uh, like when the sun sets I want to like be able to look at the sun as it sets. And if you look and at the beginning of the game, you see where the sun moves and you can figure it out. And you're like, oh, okay, okay. He wants to be on the western side of the town. Okay. So right. I, I begin to appreciate that. And you begin to get more rewards the more you listen to your town people's request. And so I, I think that's very, very, it was very in, interactive in how, how you build your town. I, I think it's very interesting it, it, because it increases the stakes. Because it, it, in the first town, it's very simple. It's like I, I only want to be in the southern district next to rocks. Hmm. You can build rocks. Yeah. And you kind of it kind of escalates it. And then the final town you build in, it's a it's a volcano you're in, and oh. the levels will move depending on how much weight is in the area. So like if you build too many structures, the uh, that area sinks to the ground, and the other area lifts, and and then you have to listen to people be like, well, I, you know, you know, I I want to I want to live in the part of the town that is closest towards the mountain ridge. So you have to kind of pay attention to how much weight you have in the t- parts of the town. I I think that's I, I don't know I I haven't seen many games do that with their town building like the way you start thinking about every like. 50 characters towns requests mm-hmm. I don't know, it's very fascinating yeah that is that is super interesting that is something that i think maybe i would enjoy a little bit more now um did not enjoy at all as a kid mm-hmm. trying to figure that out uh and if i'd had the internet back then i probably would have just broken down and 100%. googled how do i arrange this town 
we've mm. we've talked. Uh, oh, go ahead. No, no. I, I guess I was kind of putting not not a pin on it, but just sort of like in terms of the structure of the game, like it's an action RP. You know, there's the action components where. Um, you know, you're actively, you know, fighting the monsters. There's RPG components like leveling up your weapons and having to, to choose which characters to use for certain situations, sort of. Um, and then there's like the town building simulation, all of it. It it's hard to say if it like if it's the if it does each thing the best for its time or not, but like it did it, it did a lot. It did try to it did try to do a lot. And I mean that can that helped and hurt it in some respects but um yeah anyway david go go ahead yeah i i agree with you there's a lot to it and i was going to get us to now the point where we ask the question is this something that stays in the hall of memory or is it worth visiting today kyle i know you're a little bit biased but still uh, still what is it about this game that draws you back uh, you said you you told us before we started recording that you play this you know, every five to 10 years, somewhere kind of in that, in that yeah. range. Uh, so what is it about this game that like keeps drawing you back in? You know, um, I, I understand this is a thing of, of, of a certain era, but it just hits me in the heart of, of, uh, 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 it is, it, it is charming and it's delayed effects. It has so many flaws. It has flaws of a thirst mechanic and it's leveling system, but, it meets me personally in a mark of like, it's my first job. It's my first game. And it was, it was, an, it was just something special. Mm-hmm. It was just something special. So personal to me. I don't, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I couldn't ask you guys to, to understand it in a different level. I, 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 I listened to you guys talk as you guys were talking, playing this later, uh, early on. And I can totally understand the delays in this game, this kind of sludge that it could be. But it was definitely an early era PS2 game that was just charming to me. Hmm. That's it. Well, I don't have the same nostalgia for it in that I've kept going back to it. I have tried to come back to it and I've thought about this game. There is something about it that does interest me greatly. And having played it now... I can see I can see myself having a lot of fun with this if I had more time, because that's the commodity there's just never enough of, right? If I had more time, and maybe next summer when I'm off school would be a great time to kind of uh, plunk down for a week and and just, you know, play this for several hours a day and really dig into it um, with how much there, like, is out there and how much has been refined in the gaming systems. Um, like, yeah. stuff that this does that now has maybe been, like, a bit more refined... Uh, I will say it's not like it. I don't know. It's it's such an interesting place. I don't want to say to people like don't play it. I think there are elements of it that people because it's an old game. It's an older game. It's uh, twenty years old at this point. Oh um, God. Yep. Uh huh. Let that sink in. I, I hate uh, that. I hate that so much. <laughs> and I could see why giving this to some people, they'd be like, uh, you know, the the combat is kind of clunky and these elements are slow. Uh, and you know, why am I doing like this town building, whatever? Like I, I can see why people wouldn't necessarily enjoy this, but I think there's also people I know that this game would totally click in something for them. Um, and while yes, the combat is a little clunky and slow and the thirst system I think is just awful and terrible and shouldn't be in the game. I don't think there is enough bad about it for me to say, like, don't play it. Um, I think there's a lot of interesting stuff here that people could enjoy. Maybe Dark Cloud 2, if it interests you, but some of the negatives we talked about, you're like, "Eh, I don't know about that. Um, Maybe Dark Cloud 2 would be more your speed. Uh, But I think overall, it's still worth, if you played it and had a blast and loved it, you could totally come back to this game, I think. And you'll laugh at some elements of it, but I think there's still parts of it you're very much going to enjoy. Um, something has kept me coming back. Nick, this was all brand new for you. So what are your thoughts? Uh, do you think, you know, coming back to this, coming to this totally fresh, is it worth cracking into if you never have before? Yeah, it's 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 a good example. So, sorry, this is, I, I was... 
almost sounded bad. I, I was about to say something along the lines of like, it's a, it's a great example of like those nostalgia goggles. And I don't mean that necessarily in a bad way, like in regards to Kyle, like, you know, whether it's, you know, the fact that he, um, you know, it was like the first game that he bought with his own money. Um, you know, like for example, like I remember like the first movie I saw in theaters by myself, right? Like just one of those similar moments of like, you know, <laughs> burgeoning independence or, uh, you know, adulthood or whatever. And it was Deep Impact, which obviously is still a fantastic oh. movie. I'm, I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure it is, guys. I'm, mm. I'm sure Deep Impact is, is still, still, <laughs> gr- still great. Um, we do that next time. We might we might have to bring that back at some point. Um, anyway, but it I can see how why this game is charming. I can see it's almost like I can see both like why it's not completely irrelevant today. Like I can see the DNA that's transitioned to other games. Like honestly, when I was playing, I was, and more recently I've been playing games like Bloodborne and Sekiro, like the From Software games. I got to name drop them, but like I was like, this is kind of Dark Soulsy, um, you know. Like even with like the thirst system and stuff, like it really kind of sets you up, and you have to manage these things while also trying not to get slaughtered, um, which isn't obviously unique to to those games per se. But there was a certain difficulty ceiling, especially in those early. And the in the in the in the, the the tutorial level, I mean, for the tutorial level, it was difficult at first. Um, like you have to go back out and talk to the mayor, and you get like one of each like important item that you can go back in. You got to manage your weapon durability. Like that was that was tough. And I think maybe my expectations were similar to like other RPGs, where generally they kind of scale up. So like the opening is generally much easier. And I think I was put off a bit by this just because I didn't expect it. Um, graphics wise this it sounds bad but like it feels like it's barely an upgrade from like nintendo 64 graphics um compared to like again i mean i get that it was level five right so part of it i'm i'm sort of divorcing my commentary from like the realities of game production design even then you know and how much a budget can play a role like final fantasy 10 came out around the same time and it was such a different visual experience um but the art the the art direction the art design is very charming i could see the dna with um like nino kuni even though nino kuni is based off of you know like the hayao miyazaki studio ghibli style of art like i felt like there was some uh, dna in there of this already um so like the combat for me was kind of clunky the camera controls were kind of clunky compared to what we have now what we've sort of evolved into it's it feels very unrefined and 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 i did struggle at times for enjoyment specifically i think kyle would every time i complained that the uh like you walk back into the town and the you know they would just pan upwards to let you know that it's a different time of day and i'm like why like you're interrupting my gameplay time like just just tell yeah. tell me off to the side or something or over overlay while i'm running it's a um, thing of its era it's a thing of its era yeah yeah, yeah. And, uh... and that's and that's where aspects of this stay in the hall of memory at the same time i think that it's com it's combination of different elements was a great blueprint and that someone should today maybe kind of take this action rpg slash build and sim and 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 take what really worked about the game and, and launch into something new um so so there's merit there but i i i wasn't completely sold but i i see the charm and i, I there were aspects that i liked and Kyle is very passionate about me finishing this, and I don't know when I'll get to it. Um, but <laughs> given that he says that things kind of improve beyond the tutorial level, and, and that's the other thing, right? Like, I, I'm not trying to make super definitive statements because I, I'm, I'm honest that I didn't go very far into the game. Yeah. So I know that as you, as, you know, games tend to evolve, and, 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 you know, like Kyle said, it could improve a lot more later on. So I want to give it the benefit of that, and maybe later on down the road, if we do ever revisit this, again um maybe we could maybe we'll have different opinions but for now it's it's kind of a, a little bit of a a little bit of b for me yeah level five definitely they got a, a new sandbox to play in and they're like we can do all this stuff let's do all of it and maybe they didn't need to do all of it uh, <laughs> but that's what hindsight is for At the time yeah. it, was like, it was a modern marvel you know they're like oh man look at uh, day night cycle for what purpose who knows uh, but those are our thoughts audience if you have thoughts on dark cloud 
Make sure to let us know our social medias, hit me one more pod. You can also go to hitmeonemoretime.com slash contact to find all our, the links to our socials there and our email if you want to reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Kyle, thank you for being on the show again. A pleasure, as always. Where can people find you? Well, you can find me uh, at the easiest on Twitter at Eversor0986. And you'll find me easily with my illustrations as such. People should do that. Nick, where can people... And thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you for being here as well, David. Oh, you're welcome. And where people find you? <laughs> They can find me on Instagram at powblamshazam underscore art or on Twitter at powblamshazam. Do it, people. If you want to find me, it's Davluz, D-A-V-L-U-Z, Twitter and Instagram. Find me there. Listening audience, thank you so much for being here today. We do this show for you. We do this show because of you. Remember, you can't move forward if you're always looking back. We'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.